damn reason I have been getting distressed poop at three full-size dumps this morning. And then I was thinking about how Nick Von Dobbs was on Sean's show last week, and he was talking about how he does the same thing before a show. And in what sane world is this an evolutionary stress response? You're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. Hold on, I gotta drop a deuce? Oh, oh, there's some giant volcano spewing lava towards me and I need to run away. Well, you know what might just help me run a tiny bit faster, maybe? I, I just It doesn't make a lick of sense. Why in the fuck would evolution do this to us? It's the worst idea it's had in a very long time since, since we decided to get out of the water. Basically, this is that. <laughs> Week 78 would begin with talking a little bit about shit, wouldn't it? Here, here's a couple. Here's a couple of comments off of last week's. Okay, you know we've been getting praised for quite some time. We might as well bring ourselves Ooh. back down to earth. Okay, I saved oh, these because yeah. two's have been stuck stuck in traffic for four hours, folks. We got mash uh, seventy uh, seventy eight. Brought to you by Old World Flooring. We're gonna let two's get to that in just one second. But since he's talking about shit, here we go. Here's the shit flying from last week. Here's a pure pure blood says a very annoying mashup. I'm only eight minutes in. Don't know if I can continue listening to you both bickering like children. Get your shit together, gentlemen. That was oh. off last week. And yep. <coughs> I love Whiskey62 said, more substance and less wasting silly trash talking each other should be in your future to get to up your game. So they didn't like the old banter right at the start. You know? Well, we hadn't really planned on bantering. It's just that you were being an asshole and I was calling you on it. Well, that's, that's the way it goes some weeks, folks. You know? Anyways. Twos. Old world flowing. Old worrying. Gary Kapoitia, uh, serving Calgary in area. And I got him. Sean's never done this because Sean never thought to do anything like this because it's just a really good idea. I got him to send me a few pictures. Here's what some of his stuff looks like. Look at this. This stuff is gorgeous. Look at that. Look at the ceiling lighting of the shelf in the shower. There, there's this one. Look at the tile work. Look at that in the background. It's absolutely gorgeous. They haven't even put a sink in yet, and that's the nicest bathroom I've ever seen in my life. Look at this. Look at that work. This is the kind of stuff you get from Old World Flooring. Serving Calgary and area. And you can look at them up on OFW.LTD. And thanks very much for sponsoring a month of the mashup, George. And I inhaled a, fly, a fly or something. I'm dying over here. But uh, beautiful pictures, beautiful pictures. I, I'm telling you, I, I've been to George's house, and you walk in, and the first thing you're seeing is like, you're like, what is going on in this place? And why have I never seen anything quite like this before? That's why I keep saying, like, if you want something that, uh, <clears throat> you know, when people come over, they're like, what is this? That's old world floor. That's what yeah. you want. That's what you want. Now I just got to try and find a way to lure George up to Lloyd Minster in the coming year to uh, offer some of his handiwork to uh, possibly a new studio. New studio. Oh. Just saying. Just, I should have got him to help me out with that desk. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the old spice rack. Coming spice live to you tomorrow night in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, folks. We'll get more into that. We'll get, it, we'll get to that at the end. How's that? We'll, we'll talk about it at the end? Yep. Shall we get right into it after we've we got uh, just well, uh, apparently apparently, well, apparently nobody yeah, likes his bantering yeah. you know that's just no fun hey no fun pure blood all right well here we go folks let's get right into it shall we Quebec sides with the rest of Canada on Quebec independence an independent Quebec would have its own currency and peacekeeping style army the leader of the Parti Quebecois said Wednesday. This issue came up at a news conference where he was discussing the current international political situation. Uh, Saint-Pierre Plamondon answered yes when asked if an in independent Quebec would have its own foreign policy, which prompted a question about an army, to which he also said yes. Although, if he's looking at Canada's army, I mean, <clears throat> me and twos at this point could have our own army and probably outpace what the Canadian army is doing. No? Historically, no. Currently, yes. Yes, yes. Historically, no. Nobody want to mess with that army. But right now, I feel like 
our listenership. You toss uh, Chuck at the uh, Chuck and Jamie at the top of it, and uh, I tell you what, we're we're outmatching anything the uh, can has to has to do with any of it. <laughs> Them on their own, yes. I feel like they could single handedly decide a few <laughs> wars. I just whichever whichever way we feel like Ukraine and Russia should go, because nobody really cares anymore. Zelensky got dumped like Taylor Swift but like 500 times harder than all of her 500 times combined. Yeah. If we need some quick resolution to that, just check Jamie, make a call, figure it out. Uh, the global I'm excited mail to meet Jamie tomorrow. Uh, is it going to be a fun night in Lumsden? Just saying uh, the global mail, the second uh, article on, on Quebec said the latest instance of Legault's contempt was Friday's announcement that the coalition Avenir Quebec provincial government would CAC party would increase tuition fees for out-of-province students studying in Quebec from around nine grand from an undergraduate full-time student to $17,000. The move will mainly hit three English-speaking universities in the province, McGill and Concordia in Montreal and Bishops in Lex Lennoxville. Uh, they have a pro uh, proven remarkably successful in attracting the best and brightest from the rest of Canada. Probably not anymore if it costs uh, double to go there, just saying. Inflation, man. <clears throat> Why the hell is the premier of fucking Quebec deciding what tuition rates are at universities? Do you think maybe we've got too much government on all levels when he can just go in and go, ha, ha, <laughs> le double. Sounds like a cheeseburger. I take a le double. Le doo-doo. Progressive... Progressives pensive pertaining to proposed pension pullout. Employment Minister Randy Bessonnois says, while Alberta is legally allowed to withdraw from the Canada's pension plan, doing so would be a one-way ticket with no chance of return. Alberta's UCP has been mulling over the idea of leaving the CPP and forming its own pension plan since 2020, but Premier Daniel Smith recently took the next step by releasing a report about a plan to do so and saying public feedback would determine the need for a referendum. Smith and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, have since gone back and forth this week about the possible move. In an open letter to Smith, Trudeau wrote that Alberta's withdrawal would weaken the pensions of millions of seniors and hardworking people in Alberta and right across the country. The harm it would cause is undeniable. Smith fired back calling the Prime Minister's letter inappropriate in tone. It was overwrought, she added. The calculation is a report suggests, yes, there will be some impact to the rest of Canada if Alberta chooses to go its own way, but it's a matter of $175 per person twos not a big freaking deal of course here's the letter if anyone wants to read it tomorrow or uh, wednesday i have marty up north on we're going to read the letter off in entirety it's a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo and uh speaking of marty here's here's marty up north talking about uh what uh pierre Poliev had to say on uh it, and this is what Pierre Poliev did have to say. He said in his first public comments on Alberta's proposal to withdraw from the Canada Pension Plan, Conservative leader Pierre Poliev says that Albertans are seeking to get some of their money back and says, I encourage Albertans to stay in the CPP. The vision today on the CPP is entirely the result of Justin Trudeau attacking the Alberta economy. His un unconstitutional anti-development laws, painful carbon taxes have forced Albertans to look for ways to get some of their money back, Poliev said. Marty up north told him to, uh, I'll vote liberal just to accelerate the demise of Canada. If Pierre doesn't quickly reverse his stance on pension, carbon tax, net zero, and other ideological-driven positions, respect Alberta or fuck off. That comes from Marty up north. And well put, Marty. This is what... You and I have talked about a few times over the past couple of years where when the rubber meets the road, <clears throat> does Polyev care about what's best for Canada in general, Alberta, or is he just going to side with the East? And him, he could have taken a stance that said something along the lines of Alberta is contributing disproportionately high amounts into the Canada pension plan. And other country or other provinces are taking more out, which is mathematically correct. There's there's no disputing this unless you're the CBC panel, which has no fucking idea how it's run, which was covered. Uh, it was that same idiot panel of Ottawa, Toronto and Montreal talking about Alberta again that we've talked about a bunch of times. And they actually had no idea how it was ran and. I don't know, maybe that ombudsman we were talking about the other week might 
get them to figure their shit out. But why even have people talking about it if they don't know how it works? So anyway, Alberta does contribute more than they get out. And nobody's disputing that. The only dispute is how much more, okay? And so the fair thing would be to say, all right, well, what can we do to right the ship on this? What can we do to make this more equitable? There's that fancy word. How about we just quit fucking over an entire province every <laughs> way possible year after year? Right? I don't like it, too. Instead, think, he's like, oh, it's like just it. it's just because Trudeau's a dick. That's that's why they they want to leave the pension. No, this this predates <laughs> Trudeau. It's going to be going on long after Trudeau. And Polyev apparently cares more about winning than doing a good job of representing the people. He's, he's playing the game, man. He's playing, he's playing he's, the he's game. He's literally and that's playing the, the game. Thing. He's playing the game. Everybody's all excited about him because he's not playing that game. No, everybody's all excited about game. him because he ate an apple and looked like a total badass, and we're going to get to that. He did. He did. Um, and now he's just he's just pandering to more of the people. He's just pandering to it. That's all he's doing. He's just playing the well, game. If I fuck over this small group of people, we're going to lose a few votes that aren't going to matter because they're still going to vote for me anyway, and it's going to win me a bunch of votes over here. So, hey, let's fuck over those people. It's the same strategy that Shear used. It's the same strategy that O'Toole used. And it's going to keep happening as long as it keeps working. I go back to Marty Up North's uh, tweet about voting liberal and, like, bring this on. I've had a f more and more people with that sentiment. That's a scary thought because I'm like, oh, imagine liberals getting in because we vote for them back in just so we can speed up this, this like, exit. Like that's Why is that a bad thing? Because of the pain that comes before the exit, that's, that's do you want to tear the band aid, band -aid well, off? Well, it, it, it's 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 fair. Um, I just go like, oh, another, oh, like I just, oh, what a painful ordeal we'd put ourselves through in having yeah. Trudeau for another five years, like, oh. yeah. But at the end of that five years, Canada would be so irrevocably fucked that. Mm -hmm. You could have Western Canada rising from the ashes and the rest of it just forever wallowing in the bullshit that they've created for themselves, which I mean, it's if that's what they want to do, that's fine. Here's the thing is like if if San Francisco wants to go out of its way to placate the homeless people at the detriment of everybody else that's trying to live there. Sure. Right. If they want to vote for that, then. Sure. go right ahead go right ahead you want that you can have it right i don't live there i don't need to decide what goes on in san francisco i don't need to decide what goes on toronto okay i just care about me locally and we've always got these people who live thousands of fucking miles away from us telling us how we should live and what we should do and if they think that that's best for them have at it but just don't drag me down with you murray asked why does it have to take five years to exit because it's going to take longer than you think, Murray. This isn't it, something. This isn't something that just happens overnight. It just the doesn't. Only way out's through, man. The rate right now, they're with the pension plan. They're talking about seeing if they can get a referendum, and mm -hmm. if they get a referendum, then they have to put that through. To it, like this is this is a plan that like how long does it take to get out of the pension plan? Is it is it is it four years? Is I it, imagine. I imagine that because we all think all, the way all these articles are like, oh, we're getting out of the pension plan. It's happening tomorrow. It's like that's. Folks, we have to have a referendum, and they're starting to put a panel together about having a referendum. Mm -hmm. This government machine is going to take four years at least to just figure this shit out. No, I'm thinking another year and a half at best, right? Okay, year and a half at best, okay. Because here's the thing, is it's, it's going to be a big win, but it's going to take some time to see the results. The same way that everything Justin Trudeau has done in the past eight years has been a big failure, but it took some time to see the results. And so I'm sure that UCP wants it done soon enough that they can reliably say that it's been a success as they go up for the next election. Let's get Daniel Smith on. I say, right. Hey, let's have get, you. Let's have should I, we talk what? about that pension plan. What about it? Okay. All right. Has anybody really thought about the repercussions of it? Okay. Well, I don't know. We will just, I tell you what, two we'll is going to be thought. riding in a vehicle with me. For two days, Thursday, Friday this week is going to be more of me and twos. Me and you will talk about this in the vehicle. All right. I tell you what, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about Alberta APP, Alberta Prince yep. Plan. Okay. In 
moving on to other shit that we want to get away from. Internet censorship doesn't grow on trees. Oh, I hope I don't have to hear this department very often anymore, but chances are it's coming more and heavily. The Department of Canadian Heritage says it needs millions more in funding to adequately surveil those who incorrect those with incorrect political beliefs, as reported by Black Rock's reporter. We know they're talking about Black Rock reporter. We know, and they're, they're talk talking about, about us. And they're talking about the Tuesday matchup. These little buggers are a thorn in people's sides. The program claiming to need more taxpayer dollars is called the Digital Citizen Initiative. <sighs> it was launched by the Justin Trudeau Liberals in 2018 to support democracy. Uh, I think that's supposed to say destroy democracy. I could be wrong. And yeah, social inclusion. Typo. Yeah. In Canada by enhancing and or supporting efforts to counter online disinformation and other online harms and threats. In response to the potential harm, the government of Canada provided $7.5 million over two years to support digital news and civic literacy programs and tools by funding citizen-focused activities using existing Canadian Heritage Funding Program. I can't even get all through this. An additional $19.4 million was allocated to uh, the DCI and Digital Citizen Contribution Program to fund applied research activities in line with the government's need to better understand the origins, impacts, and potential responses to online disinformation in Canada. They need to study us and see exactly why we don't think the way they want us to. Or, and, uh, now, here's the funny thing about this. How much does it cost to get a Twitter account? Uh, Zero dollars. All right. They can watch this for free. Why do they need more money? <laughs> right. But maybe they're going to subscribe to your Substack. That would why be did, nice. Why did they spend eight million dollars on a barn? Who knows? They just do these things, dude. Dude, spoilers. We haven't even got there yet. I'm just saying. Like, are we going to talk about that today, or are we going to save I, it for the live fair, show? Fair, uh, fair. I think we're talking about it today. I think we just do it in the live show too. You know, like, can you imagine if they just took some of this taxpayer dollars and just showed up to Lumsden and just like bought everybody a drink and actually like just won over some votes? It's like. Yeah, the, the the Heritage Fund showed up to the Lumsden Actually, Hotel, bought everybody a drink, had a couple laughs, made a donation to the fire department, and, like, they were pretty cool. I think that I'm all for it. You Instead, know what, Sean? They're going to just stifle us all down. No, no, you're, you're on to something. Uh, take it one step further, all right? So the whole idea of that research was for them to understand how this stuff happens, right? How did people get to be this way? Why do they distrust the government so much? Right. It's like that episode of uh, Corner Gas where the guy from Kids in the Hall is the accountant mm -hmm. or the tax man. That's what it was. It was the tax man. And then he's fighting with Oscar. And then all that happens is that um, Brent has to show him a shoebox full of receipts. Right. All he ended up having to do was just sit down at the bar and have a beer. And then it all got straightened out. If these people from this Canadian Heritage Foundation really wanted to, all they'd have to do is just go to Lumsden or Bradwell or Irma or any other small town and just go up to the bar and just be like, you know what? I'm kind of going around trying to figure out what people think and why they think that way. Can I buy you a couple beer while I pick your brain? And any asshole there is going to be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you you look like an idiot that suit in this place, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, pull up a seat, and then he'll be like, "Okay, two blood light," and you're like, "No, no, no, we no, don't no, do no, that we here. don't drink that right? here." Okay, but but he'll let you buy him a few drinks, and he'll be like, "Oh, and another thing," and yeah, you he'll tell you more than you want to know, I imagine, right? But that's that's how you'd actually get to understand this stuff is you actually go out and talk to real people, get so to know that's them. What, that's how we, we know they we don't do dishonestly leading surveys to try and reach predetermined conclusions because that doesn't help you you don't actually learn anything all you're doing is just wasting so, money so we can we can agree they're not here to understand us they're here to shut us down i, I think yes that's, absolutely yes right yeah, yeah i don't know eileen i don't know she asked how many of these fucking programs do you need to run to ruin our lives they're at in. least one more at least one more Question period becomes even more pointless. Greg Fergus, the new speaker of the House of Commons, and just insert here. I watched the video. I felt dumber for watching the video. He's just trying to lay out some ground rules, I think, of what he wants to say. He keeps getting interrupted. Um, 
I don't know, Tuz. I don't even. I, I didn't even want to talk. You know, I, I was almost like, do we even talk about this? But I, I'm going to give you your couple thoughts here because okay. I'd love Greg to hear Fergus what you have to say. Is the new Speaker of the House after Anthony Rhoda? Yes, we, we took the fall. They drug he him fell in. On the sword yes, for for giving the Nazi a standing ovation. Correct. And so now, this Greg Fergus guy the first speaker of the house to ever be convicted of the conflict of interest act. Although to be fair, if you're going to have a liberal speaker of the house, it really limits your options to make that an exclusionary preface. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost to be a liberal. You have to be, you have to have that on your bingo card. Like I've yeah, done that. Yeah. Check. The, the Venn diagrams almost perfectly yeah. overlap. Yeah. At this I mean, point. that's okay. Yeah. So anyway, one of the things he says, so he gets up at the start of question period and question period has become farcical in the past few years, granted, but it's kind of the only chance that the opposition has to really do a good job of putting them on the spot. And they don't do a good job of it because they get a pass for never answering questions. But um, Polyev said, hey, you know what? This needs to start at this time. And then Andrew Scheer, who used to be the Speaker of the House when Stephen Harper was in charge, he brought up a couple key points. And then one of the new rules that Greg Fergus wants to bring in is that you can't speak about a member of parliament who is not there. present in question Correct. period, which is horribly fucking convenient given the fact that just Trudeau takes a new vacation every I would agree. fucking week. I would agree. So, yeah, anyways, if Trudeau isn't there, you can't talk about him. But what if you want to talk about the fact that he's never there? The entire time this is going on, it's just it's just it's just a, it's just a stage, man. It's, it's just I don't I don't even like talking about it. Uh, we look forward to seeing you too, Wendy, when he's going to be in Lumsden tomorrow night. Um, <clears throat> or if you're listening to it Tuesday morning tonight. Uh, yeah. I, I just like to me, all the videos that come out of that place are a waste of my freaking time. Because it is not real life. They don't, like, if that's what we're mirroring society off of, we are doomed. The guy is the new house speaker. Already. He's like, all I want is some time. Now, if what he says is completely batshit crazy, twos, I'll agree with you. And it probably is. But okay, at the same time, at some point. Was, if he wants some time, he can do it at a time that isn't question period. He can do it afterwards. Fair. Fair. It was ill-planned Ill out. But they have started. That's liberal. It's just like at this point, I sit there, I watch it, I go like, I just don't care, oh. you know. Like Pierre Polyev's gonna sit there and grandstand about what time we start on, and then we come back to what we were just yelling about with the APP and Marty up north and everything else, and what we're saying out here in Alberta. And hey, P Pierre, how about you pull your socks up and speak some truth to everyone? Yeah. No, I'm gonna pick my points. I'm gonna sit there and pick on it's a two fifteen. It's like Pierre, I don't like it. I don't like how you pick out these little things and these little sound. It's great, okay? It's a waste of my time. I'm moving on. Fuck this question period topic. I don't like it anymore because it's a waste mm. of my time talking about these morons who grandstand for all the country to see when it does nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. How about this? Finally, a reason to watch hockey in Arizona. Punch me in the face, folks. Arizona Coyotes defenseman Travis Dermott wrapped pride tape around the top of his stick on Saturday, becoming the first player to openly challenge the NHL's controversial ban. Did anybody see it? No. no. Nobody cared. No, that's because no it happened in Phoenix. And it was... Nobody who watches nobody cared. hockey in it, Phoenix. It was, like, it was like this much under his hand. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But this is just, not a news silent protest. Here's this the is thing. not a news story in Arizona because it's Arizona hockey, and even in that small building, they can't fill it. And two, it's under his glove. You still can't see it. It took some guy like zooming in. Like, oh my goodness, twos! I think he's got some pride tape. Nobody cares. The league's made a rule. Ninety-nine percent of people aren't going to care if you put a little tape on. The only people who are gonna care are the people who are like zooming in on every stick, stick to see if it's there. Those people are just as loony as the other side. They're loony, man. Here's the thing: is that the NHL could have avoided this whole thing if they started listening to the mashup and they just said, hey, you know what? Put whatever fucking tape you want on there. Put glow-in-the-dark tape on there. Sure. Whatever. Wear whatever jersey you want. We don't care. That's it. Just, just, as long as you got a stick that is, that doesn't have a regular, uh, outside of regulation curve on it, as long as you don't have the Patrick Waugh billboard glove, you're good. 
Instead, we're going to zoom in on everybody's stick. Right. That's but what we've got to, listeners. And thing. I don't mean us. I don't mean our audience, but I hope you're not one of them. Because I'm like, somebody zoomed in so freaking close. I'm just like, this is insane. This We are insane. Like, this is just as insane as what was going on on the other side of this. But you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, who cares? Like, who cares? This is a no non-story. Somehow, it's even made the mashup. God, back-to-back -back stories that just drive me up the wall. Okay, all right. Mentally noted. I mean, come on. Like, I'm against I, I'm, I'm against a lot of things. Like, having a... Like, the, the guy standing up, they made a story out of, out of uh, Provorov not wearing a jersey. That was a non-story. Mm -hmm. They wrote their own ticket on that because all they had to do was like, oh, it's not a big deal. He just, whatever. Instead, they mm -hmm. wanted to crucify him. Mm -hmm. So by crucifying him, they rallied they everyone around him. They made his sell out. And they rallied everyone around him. And now there's no jerseys anymore. Mm -hmm. So now everybody's got, okay, there's no nothing. Now we're going to start picking on a guy who got like this much. You can't even, you can't even see it. And yet we're going to be writing articles saying this guy's standing and, and the people are going to get mad because there's no pride here. And it's like. Come on, folks. Come on. That's all I'm saying. I, until San Francisco gets his own team, the only place you're going to see stuff like that is Phoenix. Yeah, because nobody's watching there. Nobody cares. They literally played the Ducks. What was that? Sa Saturday afternoon. Afternoon game in Arizona. It's in a small barn that seats, you know, like the Hillmont Hitman. And no, it's, it's a bit more, but not much. Know, what is but, it like? It's like 1,500 in there or some like No, no, it's a little more than that. Number. It's, it's more than that. But it, regardless, it doesn't matter. It wasn't sold out. I was like, this is freaking crazy. How is it that there's an NHL game going on right now? I get it. The Ducks aren't good. But, I mean, literally, there's there, there's open seats. I'm like, this is this is the NHL. Yeah, you know? And you know how much those seats go for, Sean? 50 Fucking bucks. peanuts. Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine very much. Closing the barn door after the horse got out. The National Capital Commission spent over $8 million to replace the barn on the grounds of Rideau Hall uh, with a zero-carbon storage building, according to records obtained by the taxpayer watchdog group. The complete project is two-level, partially heated storage and vehicle garage located on the site of a barn near the stables on the Governor General's estate. Of course, it has to be tied to the Governor General. Mm -hmm. The building dubbed The Barn is the National Capital's Commission first certified zero-carbon building. Quoted, I don't know much about farming, but I'm pretty sure my buddies in Brooks uh, can build a barn for a lot less than $8, billion, uh, 8 million bucks. That's what Franco Terrazano said, so okay. I had to add that comment in there. You have any idea how many zero-carbon barns are in Western Canada? <coughs> oh, oh, they don't burn any fossil fuels? Lots of them aren't heated. Lots of them don't have lights in them. Well, actually, that's not true. A lot of them have lights in them. But there's still a few out there that don't, and they're not heated. They're completely carbon neutral, right? And some of them are old enough that they were pretty much built by hand. Can you imagine getting $8 million to do up a barn? Just like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would have $7.8 million and give them right. a barn. Right? It's like, I just... Every time we get to this point, twos, I'm like, what are me and two, twos... We got to become more crooked, man. We could have this like great Tuesday mashup show and then be like, you guys got paid $8 million for that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Carbon neutral, uh, green yeah. energy. We're, we're powering the show with... Uh, with yeah, uh, we, uh, we do it remotely because we care about the environment. We're off grid. We mm -hmm. totally built these state-of-the-art facilities. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I built this for close to 400G and fully finished. If I choose to make it a heated shop with natural gas, would be around a mil. Trudeau crew spent eight mil for a little shed barn, yet they are financial geniuses. And then there was another one. Um, doo, 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 doo. Can't find it. But, I mean, here's Anita Anand within a couple days of this talking about their responsible fiscal management. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, it's just so funny, man. Like, at this point, I'm like, this is why we're going to get canceled. Because it's just blatantly obvious to point out the stupidity <sighs> sandy i heard they put solar panels on the north side <laughs> i got i got into an argument with somebody on twitter once where there was this picture of a hill in china and you could see that from the top of the hill down it was solar panels in every direction 
And I said, well, how stupid are they for putting solar panels on the north side? And someone was like, well, how can you even tell that they're on the north side? I'm like, well, because they're on every side. There's there's not a single part of this hill that doesn't have a solar panel. Ergo, no matter what fucking direction it is, one of them is going to be fucking north. Derek Holmadol, uh said, um, oh, what am I doing here? Derek Holmadol said Arizona has 5,000 seats. Here's a funny story for you, too, is okay, before we move on to the next topic. I hate last, funny stories. Last night I'm sitting at home, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a point number two why they want to cancel us. Last night I'm sitting at home. First Chris Little shows up with four tinctures of garlic and ginger, which we are going to uh, take with us to Lumsden tomorrow night. Okay. Then but he leaves, and then the next person shows up. It's it's uh, Tim and Donna Hilsendager. They got honey. So if you've All never right. had their honey, so they've come in with a box of honey, and I'm like, All I right. got a honey guy. Oh, man, it's just amazing. And then <laughs> I'm sitting there, and before they could leave, Derek Holman walks in, and he's got a thing of ivermectin for me. He's like, hey, here's ivermectin. I'm like, Oh my God! When they're watching this house, I'm like, I'm going to jail for having all these natural things that are getting outlawed. Uh, meanwhile, I'm getting my show canceled, and we're just all going to be done. Like this is, the, you know, you talk about being in in the gulags. We'll, we'll have the greatest cast, and we'll be the best, well kept bodies ever because we'll have all these like natural supplements. It'll be fantastic. You're Last gonna, night was hilarious. You're smuggle a bunch of supplements into the <laughs> into the gulag. You guys smoking? <laughs> like you're you're the. The Stasi comes to arrest you, and you're like, "Hold on a second here, I gotta go hide something up my butt." Oh goodness! EV factory won't start in cold climate. General Motors GM is delaying the opening of a large electric pickup truck factory in Michigan. The latest sign the auto industry's enthusiasm around EVs is starting to wane as sales growth for these models slows. The automaker cited the need to better manage capital investment while aligning with evolving EV demand. GM also said it plans to use that time to implement engineering changes to improve the profitability of trucks once production begins. The Wall Street Journal reported last week that the Ford is considering canceling a shift of uh, factory production on its electric F-150 Lightning pickup sales as for that model as they continue to drop. Tesla's vehicle deliveries are still growing, but at a slowing rate despite uh, steep price cuts across its lineup. And finally, luxury EV startup is also struggling to hit its production targets, reporting Tuesday it produced 1,550 air sedans in the third quarter. That figure uh, brings its total factory production for this year's first three quarters to 6,737 vehicles, raising questions about whether it can hit its goal of building 10,000 vehicles in 2023. Lucid shares fell 5% Tuesday and are down around 80% since the company went public in 2021. Isn't that's that as bad as that's as bad as putting Dylan Mulvaney as your spokesperson. Well, yeah, about that. Ballpark. Here's the thing is that we've got we we gave how many billion dollars to Volkswagen to do their EVs. We just donated <sighs> several billion to uh, a battery factory in fucking Quebec. We have, I think it was Chevy. We just gave another big, like a matching grant of what we did to Volkswagen. And so we just keep throwing money at this like fucking crazy. Meanwhile, they're reallocating capital because of diminishing returns there. Uh, You've had issues with profitability across all of these companies. And this is the same government who said that there's no business case for LNG exports in Canada. And meanwhile, Dubai is serving the whole fucking world while purportedly funding a terrorist organization that's been fairly newsworthy lately. What more can we add to that? Shall we go to a video, twos? Yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, we shit on Polyev for a while. We may as well say some nice things about him. Uh, on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, they, you know, I mean, it's that, that type I of ideological thing. About, I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of don't pe- really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, well, book. Like which people would say that? 
Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but... Like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. how, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the, point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know... Not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but what are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms that. Of, in terms of ter turning things quite dramatically in terms of of Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this, I mean, you 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 make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm I'm not sure. I don't, under, I don't I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. Okay. common sense for, for a change. We're going to make common sense common in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. You know, the guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32% in three years. That's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst inflation in four decades. I'm going to cap spending, cut waste, so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again. You want to be able to afford rent. Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. There you go. There, that was you sent to us. School. That was, that was sent to us almost immediately when Mashup Seventy Seven was done. That was that was like that was like on just the heels. missed the cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. This is the kind of stuff that I've been saying. Not even just Polyev, but oil and gas companies, all of it. They just, when you get inane questions, when people are asking you dumb shit that doesn't have any bearing on reality whatsoever, you just call them out on it. You just keep pressing them. You just, you don't have to hide every time you get pushed by someone in the media it's totally okay to push back. And that was about the gentlest. That was the nice thing about this. That's this is what really set him apart in this. And this is what really pissed off the establishment journalists who more or less collectively tried to attack him for, for standing his ground was that he didn't, he didn't take swings at this guy. There was nothing bombastic about it. He was just, you know, that, it was that hilarious. That's not true. He that's, ate an yeah, apple. And that was that was pretty fucking badass. I, I mean, got to give him credit there. Yeah, I know as much as I harp on Pierre. That, I mean, like, when was the last time we had a Canadian politician getting, like, trying to get, I don't know, like, mm -hmm. put into a corner? I don't even know what he was, the, the, I don't even know what the, 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 they, question they're was trying, trying to corner to ask. him. Yeah, see, like, here's kind the thing. of. Look, look at the difference, you know, whenever, you sometimes see people on the left saying like, oh, yeah, they always give the conservatives a pass or, oh, conservative talking points. And it's all when they're grudgingly admitting something. Uh, but when Trudeau was running to be prime minister in 2015, they were asking him questions like, if you were an Avenger, which Avenger would you be? Compare that with how this guy, ham-fisted as it was, was trying to paint him as some far right extremist. Uh, that uh, the video said it all, anyways. I mean, that was that was fantastic. Vertical integration rears its ugly head. Canada will legally, oh man, Canada will legalize medically assisted dying for people who are addicted to drugs next spring. In a move, some drug users and activists are calling eugenics. You don't say. The country's medical assistance in, assistance in dying law, which first came into effect in 2016, will be expanded next March to give access to people whose sole medical condition is mental health, which can include substance use disorders. So I just want to point this out. The headline is about drug users. Yeah. But it's actually right there says, give access to people whose sole medical condition is mental health, mental, mental, in, mental illness. Well, we talked about it a month or two ago where someone called a suicide hotline like, hey, I want to kill myself. Can I get some help? And they said, yeah, yeah, we can help you right out with that. It's called medical assistance in death. And now they're going to they're going to add that to people who are struggling okay. with mental illness and Classic stuff, substance use disorder. Leftist 
government response. Okay? Everyone dies. So it's something that's going to be happening anyway. But if we get government involved, we can have the same outcome, but while spending a whole shit ton of money on it. So we'll get everybody addicted to drugs with safe consumption sites. Okay? Well, now you've got a whole bunch of homeless crackheads. Okay? They're either going to die of fentanyl overdoses or freeze to death in the Canadian winters. But hey, you know what? It's already going to happen anyway. But let's get involved and let's spend some money making sure that it fucking happens so they can go to the hospital and get, I don't know, do you get your choice on how you die? Like, can you pick trampled by elephants or anything interesting like that? Like shot from the cannon? Or you remember when the the train hit the cow and the set body parts flying and killed the guy peeing? Yeah, so can we can we just choose like can I take hit by that a train? One? How much yeah, does that like, one do you, cost me? Do you get a I'd like catalog? to be. I, you want to be hit by a train? No, no, no. I want to. I want the cow to be hit by a train, and then it just it just the December part just just roll me over. Can I go that way? Is that is that okay? Yeah, yeah it's probably going to take a couple tries. You might be standing there a little while, you know, while the six o'clock train and the six thirty train and the seven o'clock train goes by. We're going to go through a lot of. We're, we're going to. Fill your freezer. You'll you're not gonna be able to enjoy the barbecue, but we will fill your freezer with ground uh, beef. Hope they don't shit on you, Bubbles. Shit on who? Shit hogs. Big dirty shit hogs. Oh man. Looks, uh brings up uh, a fair point here. Oop. Um so she says, and you have to be mentally stable to sign the papers makes no sense. LOL. That's that's actually true uh, for uh, any kind of a contract to be binding in Canada. Uh, one of the things is that you have to be in the exact wording eludes me, but more or less you have to be in good mental health. So if you're blackout drunk and I put a contract in front of you and you sign it and you don't even remember the next day and I'm like, Oh, look, it says that uh, Sean owes me his fake tooth and he has to give it to me now. And it's in the contract. You have to give it to me. You'd be front like, of a, court no. of a, a court of law. Yeah, yeah, you go no to a court of law. I was, at, I, was, I was inebriated. Yeah, you'll say I was, I was hammered. I don't even remember doing that. And they'll say, okay, well, fair enough. And they'll throw the case out, right? So all the bills, the libs have passed, question mark? <laughs> you know what? I, I feel like they're definitely sober while they do it, but maybe a vote shouldn't count if you're wasted while you do it. Like, oh, man, you know what would be hilarious? Is if we voted liberals so that they fucked over all those guys out in Western Canada. Oh, yeah, man, let's totally do that. Canada sweeping dirty secret under the world's rug. Uh, oh. In 2016, Canada started to address followed after shipments of Canadian trash were sent to the Philippines illegally labeled as plastic for recycling. The move had created a high-profile international spat, which ultimately saw the Philippines ship the garbage back to Canada. The original... Yeah, they basically told Catherine McKenna to suck my Filipinas. <laughs> the original convention, which Canada joined in 92, 1992, that is, was intended to prevent wealthy countries from dumping hazardous waste into the developing world. It requires informed consent, something the Canadian government doesn't give two licks about. Anyways, <laughs> it requires informed consent from the importing country before sh- uh, such shipments can be made. So, I mean, the Philippines should just ask the citizens. We could have told them this was coming a long time ago. In 2019, the amendment was formally proposed to include plastic as a type of hazardous waste covered in the treaty. The amendment means that Canada is not supposed to export plastic waste almost anywhere without prior informed consent. Uh, d- data the department provided the Canadian press showed a total of 16 permits for plastic waste exports have been issued since 2016, half under the 2016 regulations and half under the updated version in 2021. Nine of them were shipments to Malaysia, six to the Netherlands, and one was for Denmark. None of them were for Myanmar, and that's exactly where all the plastic has been showing up. We've been illegally shipping plastic to Myanmar, which like, so just circling back to that uh, Philippines one. So when Philippines got in a spat with the liberals, what was it? Four or five years ago, they literally sent this entire tanker vehicle ship thing full of our plastic all the way back across the Pacific ocean and just fucking dumped it in BC and said, here, you guys be a dicks. Take back your plastic. 
Okay. And somehow the liberals skated through that. They care about the environment so fucking much. Now, for those of you who aren't totally sure, that's how far, and keep in mind that they're going via a uh, ship. So it's not like they're flying. So they got to go around the peninsula on the bottom of Vietnam there, right? There you go. So that's that's where we're shipping all of our plastic. Not all of it, but some of our plastic illegally <laughs> from Canada. Save the world, dudes. Save they, the world. Yeah, this is, this is what we do. Like, it's how Victoria and Ottawa and Montreal dump raw sewage into the fucking lakes, rivers, and oceans while preaching at us about how we need to have cleaner oil and stupid shit like that when we're we're leaders in health and safety and environment uh, class, yeah. top of the world but yeah so this is this can is, i can i, say, never can I put the shithawks uh, comment on again like i mean yeah. like can you can you believe this that they're shipping it all the way there illegally i can i can but then in, they throw in informed consent, and it's like every citizen in Canada is like, well, we all know we, they don't give two shits about that. So actually, nope. the story is probably bang on uh, for the entire thing, right? I to mean, be like, fair, to be fair, this isn't some federal issue, even though Catherine McKenna got caught up in the one with the Philippines. I imagine that this is handled more or less municipally. Either way, what, a, what an absolute crapshoot. Another day, another dishonest media article about firearms. The RCMP has told owners to turn in what the force is calling fully automatic military surplus firearms after hundreds. What? Read the headline first. Another day, another dishonest media article about firearms. Their headline. Oh, God. Now I don't have it sitting here, twos. Okay, all right, okay. Wait for it, wait for it here. It is RCMP tells owners to turn in guns after banned fully automatic model sold in Canada. Ooh, we're selling fully automatic weapons in Canada now, Sean. Or are we? The RCMP is told RCMP has told owners to turn in what the force is calling fully automatic military surplus firearms after hundreds were misidentified and allowed in Canada for commercial sale. The Mounties say the registered of firearms immediately froze records relating to 245 prohibited guns upon discovery of the issue to prevent further sale or transfer of the firearms. The register believes these firearm businesses imported have registered the guns as semi-automatic Taver X95s that are classified as restricted firearms and can be sold in Canada. However, the RCMP says on pawn. Oh no! And I missed the spot where they're. I'm assuming you're you're making. There's making refing. What do you want to point out to us? Okay, they'd actually been modified to become semi-automatics. So they they took some surplus, fully automatic Israeli weapons, right? Sure. Which I mean, you think they kind of need them right now, but whatever. They took them, modified them so that they were semi-automatic, and then shipped them over to Canada, who then imported them and started selling them. Okay. So you're buying a semi-automatic, fully compliant with the laws, except for the scary name. The functionality of these things doesn't matter. What they're capable of doesn't matter. It's are they scary and are they on that weird list? Remember when they banned that one little 22, that yes. single shot 22 called the yes. Buttmaster? Yes. Because the guy got drunk and he said he could make a gun that you could hide up your butt if you wanted to. And it's just this tiny little pen that shoots 22s. And there's only one in existence in Colorado in the middle of fucking nowhere. That is one of the banned weapons in Canada. And I wish good luck finding it if he ever smuggles it in, but whatever. I wish anyway, I, I wish this, I... <laughs> you wish what? I wish that was a made up story, but no, that's that's like bang on true. That's that's Canadian government right now. So yeah, I mean they banned black rifle coffee because it said black rifle in it, and they banned a bunch of airsoft guns when they when they rolled out all this this <laughs> just parade of stupidity. And then here you've got C two D drumming up Minster. people's fears. Have, have I told you the story about the PWM Steelers? No. You know anything so there was a women's hockey team. The women's hockey program in Lloyd used to be called the PWM Steelers. Okay. And it was a hockey puck, black hockey puck, with a Marvin the Martian, hel Marvin the Martian helmet on it. So like okay. imagine like a Roman helmet on a hockey yeah, puck. Yeah, I, I, I know who Marvin the Martian okay. is. I've, I've watched Looney Tunes before. So, so what I've been told, that that's no longer a team because they thought the, 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 the black was racist. 
What color do they want the pucks to be? Uh, that's what I wanted to know. I'm like, did nobody? Did nobody just be like, but the puck is the puck is black. The puck is literally black. Yeah, and then they just go around swatting it with sticks all the time. <laughs> How super racist is hockey, Sean? I'm telling you, man. Maybe the whole entire sport's gonna get canceled here. Like you know, whoever slaps it the hardest, they set off a buzzer and everybody cheers. Oh, that's pretty offside. Oh man. Oh god. I like once again this world. You just like what? What are we gonna do here, dudes? You know, we we got this live show in in Lumsden tomorrow night. Tonight, if you're listening to it this morning, and you're like. Literally, all I got to do is talk about what's going on in society, and we can all probably have a, a just uh, what else needs to be said. I'll probably laugh well, the entire night. I don't know night. those PWM Steelers; they're they're skating on thin ice. <laughs> BC, BC NDP solves the housing crisis. Um, well, as we know, housing has been getting more expensive a lot quicker lately, and construction isn't happening quick enough in all parts of Canada. And so the BCNDP have put forth a solution to this very, very ubiquitous problem in Canada. BC construction projects of more than 25 workers must have access to a flushable toilet, according to a law to be introduced by Premier David Eby. Do I need to go on? Uh, basically, you could say that the NDP are not a serious party. This is exactly the kind of thing you would expect from those fucking meatheads. They're having... Can you believe? I mean, so quoted, if we want people to work in the trades, if we want to show people that this is a great way to support your family and build your community, the basic ability to go to the bathroom doesn't that doesn't stink, that isn't a mess, where you can flush a toilet is a basic requirement for a decent job site. I don't know about you. I've been on I've been on many a uh, construction work site. I've went on many uh I'm just saying. You uh spent much time on a service rig uh piece? <laughs> Do you, do you know yeah. what they do? Do you know what? Do you know yeah, how they, that goes? Yes, yes, I do. So, for those of you who don't, I'm going to explain it to you. You've got this kind of plastic sleeve, and so if you got to go number twosies, you take a leak. And if you really got to go number twosies, it's hard to take a leak without, you know, everything all at once. But you've got to make sure you you pee first, and then you put this liner into the basket of this toilet which is generally cold as fuck in the winter and you go in you do your business you wipe toilet paper goes down in there too and then you get up you push a foot pedal and a little trap door opens and it falls down on a coil burner like what you have on the top of the old school stoves and then you push a button and it literally incinerates it it's called an incinolate and you more or less it's kind of a courtesy thing. You just kind of squeeze your butt cheeks if the wind's going the wrong way and it's coming towards the rig because it smells like a combination of shit and burning chicken feathers times a thousand. The old rigger stir fry. Okay. And so you want to talk about having decency on location. You want to talk about how important it is to have dignified thrones for people to poop on i feel like there's better places you could fucking start the old rigor stir fry oh my god that's fantastic that's fantastic let's move on shall we oregon with the wind high school students in the state of oregon will not be made to perform proficiency tests for reading writing or math before graduating reading writing <laughs> and arithmetic Sorry, what? Uh, before graduating for at least five years, after the Oregon Board of Education unanimously voted to halt the requirement until 2028 due to report, reported concerns of iniquity. They went on to cite that black kids are struggling. That's basically what they're saying. So they're just going to halt all testing. They're going to allow them all just because that's going to solve it. Here's, here's what they're saying. They're saying that black kids aren't smart enough to read, write, or do math. So we're just not going to test anybody. Tell me that's not racist. I'm I'm at a loss for words at this point. This week has been filled well, with Well, maybe just, you need to take that test. 
I just, I can't imagine sitting in a board and being like, this is a great idea. We should do this. And not only should we do this, we should do it for five years. The next five years is going to be great. Also, like, why even have them in school then? If if you can't read, write, or do math at the end of school, what the fuck is the point of sitting you in that classroom for 12 years? The mashup effect is making America glamorous again. Another iconic North America brand is discovering how trying to appease the endlessly woke crowd is a surefire way to go broke. This is from the Western Standard. This was fantastic read, by the way. It has it's uh, now the once famous Victoria's Secret lingerie company that's paying a massive financial price for listening to those elitist moral guardians engaged upon a seemingly end endless crusade to suck everyone uh, every ounce of joy from life in their steadfast belief that this somehow makes us better human beings. The company that became famous for its sexy, uh, sexy lingerie, discovering dis lingerie discovering transgender and plus-size models might get the thumbs up for inclusivity but received a massive thumbs down for com from consumers. Three years ago, the Victoria's Secret stock uh, was at 74 bucks a share. Today, it lingers at $17. And twos, we talked about this That's a long time ago. Yeah, they this got was mashup 37, I think. They got rid of the angels. And everyone went, yeah. what? The CEO was there for like eight months. CEO came in and said, hey, I got this cool idea. We're going to do lingerie, but not sexy. We're going to get rid of the models. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could you could think whatever you want to think of that. But you have a billion-dollar company. And the you most iconic. You just got to keep it on the tracks. And the most iconic part of that is one of those beautiful women wearing like the 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 wings, you know, the little yep. whatever and, the hell that was. little else, right? Sure. And so, and you, I mean, you, well, here's, like, if you're going to start catering to, if you're going to start catering to women twice the size of the ones that you normally would, you're going to go, your cost of materials is twice as much. You got twice as much cotton, silk, satin, stitches, all this stuff. Your profitability is going to go down on a per unit basis. Of course, your share price is going to tank. You this know what's funny about that? We're getting, shirts, we're getting shirts made for the mashup for Lumsden, right? So I go there and I go to Donna. You know, how much can you sell these for? And Or how much, you know, they cost, blah, blah, blah. She goes, well, the XLs cost you more. And I go, what? She goes, well, there's just more material. So, you know, you think it's, you know, think it's twos being a jackass. But the truth of the matter is, this is just simple... You know, material, cost, yeah. et cetera. Cost of goods sold. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is basic basic business. You know, the other funny thing is that the CNN article, which tried to put this in the best light possible, uh actually used, if I recall correctly, I talked about Victoria's Secret not wanting to talk about the elephant in the room being this whole, you know, big and beautiful thing. And they use that exact same joke in theirs. So, I mean, apparently Pierce um, Anderson? Is that the... I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> somebody somebody at CNN washes the mashup. It's just... Uh, once again, you know, folks, you go, this is probably a very poor choice. Like, if somebody in the room should have been putting a transgendered person in lingerie ain't going to do it for people. Yeah, honestly, I don't want to see half of some guy's ball hanging out the side of some oh, panties, right? Like that's just it's not my thing. Right. Community? And I feel like I feel like that's that's fairly mainstream in terms of opinions. All right. Community events. I'm going to show this briefly because I believe but that was the happy news though, right? That was the happy news is that Victoria's, Victoria's Secret is Secret. Be sexy again. Yes. Uh, it's they're bringing them back. I, I I forgot to mention that. They're bringing the models back, which yeah. is like them trying to be like, oops. Let's bring out some beautiful women and see if we can just sell lingerie again, right? Like, and swimwear and everything that comes with it. Which means, actually, before I move on, that maybe we're getting back to a level of just a bit of sanity. Is it is it possible we're getting back to just a bit of sanity? Or people are just, finally, they're getting, pockets are getting hurt and they're like, eh, maybe we just need to go back to what worked. Okay. Community news. Uh, we are one week away from our spooky fundraiser, and we are almost sold out. You don't want to miss Janice Irwin and I in costume. Scarier than the UCP's half-cooked plan for your CPP. Get your tickets. They're right. That is way scarier than the 
I would agree. He's planned for the CPP. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's the first time that I've seen something factually correct from the NDP in quite a long time. I'm not exactly sure what they're supposed to be, except um, maybe Janice Irwin is trying to be He-Man. I don't know. I don't know, twos. Okay. Uh, but but there's they're they're doing a Halloween thing. Get your tickets while they can. The NDP throw a serious party. Mashup seventy eight in the books. Shout out to that was, George. You don't have any more community events. George, old world flooring. You you, you don't for... have any other community events, Sean. I'm just giving a thanks to George Old World, old world Flooring for being a sponsor for the month of October. Of course, tonight, or if you're listening live here tomorrow night in Lumsden, we will be at the Lumsden Hotel and Steak Pit, followed by the next night at Hank's Tavern in Bradwell, Saskatchewan. Both 7 p.m. starts. Look at social media. I'll have, be having things posted there. And then Friday, we will be our final show in Irma, Alberta. Actually, just a little bit, I believe they said to the south. Either way, it doesn't matter. I got to post it on social media again. Irma, Alberta at Albert Hall. And that'll be starting at 7.30 p.m. And two of those nights, all the money raised uh, is going to different local causes. And one night, me and twos are going to ma- make off like bandits, raise $8 million, and build a barn. That's what we're thinking anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the we're going to pocket all the money from one of them. <laughs> we... Uh, <laughs> Any other final comments, twos, before I, I, I let you out of here? And just so I'm clear, Trissa Rue has already commented, North of Irma. North of Irma is Albert Hall. But I'll have the details up on social media. I probably already have put them up, but I'll put them up again as we get closer. So if you're wanting to look, pay attention to any which one, Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter. It'll all be sitting there. We'll make sure that you can find where, where to go. Oh, man, that's basically it for me. Uh, I'm looking forward to meeting some of you guys over this next week. And uh, to the listener, uh, one of the things you can expect is Twos and I in a car yelling at each other or having friendly banter. Yeah, we're we're gonna do a bunch of that banter thing um, for two of the mashups this or for two of the episodes this week on the podcast. Two? I believe uh, five twenty is Marty up north, which means five twenty one and five twenty two will be 22. twos in the building. That's backwards or, two two or, two. Or maybe yeah, backwards too, or in the car. Either way, it's going to be a fun little week here. Uh, look forward to seeing you folks along the way. Either way, twos, 78 in the books, and we'll catch up to you next week. Well, actually, we'll catch up to you very short like here, and uh, I look forward to it. Yeah, thanks, guys.